In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut up, man? Hello, and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And today we are breaking down the craziest thing to ever happen in the news. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly, I can't promise we're going to be your funniest friends today, so I'm going to stop there. Certainly the craziest shit I ever saw. Certainly, <laughs> certainly. The first sentence in today's outline is, yesterday the president of the United States incited a deadly insurrection against his own country. What's the first thing you guys thought about when you woke up? I've talked to a lot of people who woke up today feeling even more icky and devastated than yesterday. I I personally have felt like immense anger and frustration at like it feels like more than anything like I am just like furious that you know these it, like organizations and people for the past 5 years have been poking this bear and instigating and inciting this and then it's happening while they're there all on the Senate floor and it took it took them to be personally affected yeah. by their actions of the past five years for them to finally be like, whoa, no, like, fuck that. That is fucked up. Fuck that. And there's this like, there's this thing among the, so many of these people, but specifically, more specifically, you know, white people and re- white Republicans and where they don't feel com- compassion or empathy or feel like they can relate to something until it happens to them. And it's just like, this is like putting a spotlight on it. Yeah. um, Well, when I went to bed last night, I was like, if I wake up to anything less than the 25th amendment having been invoked overnight and Donald Trump being removed from office uh, and Mike Pence being sworn in, then like we have not done enough. And so when I woke up today and saw that somehow Donald Trump remains legally still the president of the United States, though it seems like he's abdicated that role in practice, uh, which I can't remember which reporter I was listening to. Yeah, I can't remember which reporter I was listening to was like, it's actually a good thing that he's not trying to be president at all right now, but... Um, I think it's disgusting that he remains in office. I'm shocked that even what we saw last night was not enough for them to act to remove him. Maybe those talks are still happening because I know I did see things about those talks happening, but um, he needs to be removed from office. So, Ryan, were you going to say something? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was, and then I forgot it as I was holding up my hand. <laughs> that happens to me <laughs> at least a dozen times a day. 
Now everyone can like, know the like, background, which is that we raise our hands sometimes to talk. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was, and then I was like, I was like, I was like, and I was like, I was like, oh, I want to say this. And then I got invested Brian. in what you were saying, Elise. And yeah. I was like, fuck. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but TLDR, he needs to be removed from office. It's disgusting that he remains in office. I've never felt more disgusted than when I li- watched his insane tape yesterday when he was like, mm-hmm. I love you. You're very special. I was like, we are done. He's got to go. Well, so I remember what I was going to say. So you were talking about the 25th Amendment. And I was just thinking, just this Saturday, this past Saturday on Sunday and Sunday, he committed an impeachable offense. He tried to overturn the elections in Georgia. That He should have been impeached for that. And now we're like, oh, fuck. Now, two days later, he incites <laughs> an and insurrection the only reason we're not at the Capitol. Because there's not enough time that's the only I reason know. i keep hearing people like well we can't impeach just because impeach him because there's not enough time oh we can't do that because there's not enough time uh we can do it it's, it's like dog up. years third 13 days in trump time they, what could go wrong i mean yesterday was one day what do you mean confirmed amy coney barrett in record time what are we talking about? We, of course, meet tomorrow we, and impeach him. What are you talking about? The whole world is watching this. I Can you imagine mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin watching this yesterday? He was probably like, I they did it. They got what they wanted. I did it. Mm-hmm. Russia loves it. The places that are acrimonious towards us are seeing this, and they know our president won't act. There's tensions. There's always tensions all around the world that are simmering that we don't really talk about day to day. But when you think about them in terms of a president who is not – performing his duties and is actively, what would stop? I mean, if I'm in a violent terrorist group from another country or, or of an ideology from a number of different countries, I would have watched yesterday and be like, it was that easy the whole time. And like we could have been doing that. Well, let's go tomorrow. What stops another yeah. group from doing this? Why? They were allowed to mm-hmm. just leave. They were allowed, we all watched them just walk home. So why, what would stop them? Why wouldn't they be emboldened to do more? Why, if this isn't enough to remove a president, why would any other president ever not do exactly what he wants? Like it's- Yeah, he's like, oh, it's 13 days and they didn't do it last time for Trump. So every future fascist president is going to like have a calendar and then be like, okay, yeah, but when I have 12 days out, that's when I can start getting exactly. crazy because oh, they won't do anything. You can do whatever you want for the last two weeks of your presidency because there's not enough time to hold you accountable. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the other thing. It's like, you know, it shows how the gall that these people had to be able to storm the Capitol building without fear of, you know, being killed. And yeah. it is obviously like we. there's all these conversations about how, you know, if that was a black and brown group people, that would not have been the Carnage. same scenario. And how and and. This has been led up to for days, weeks of that's the stop the steal rally, the fucking robo texts. Like I saw the text messages on someone, like someone took a picture of someone's like, like text messages of someone in my family. And they're like, look at this crazy shit like two days ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was like, it's like, so they Leffler have, per- they have using this knowledge. type of language. Yeah. They had the knowledge that these people were convening and the fucking, nation capital on this day of course they fucking knew these people were coming if this was black lives matter protests there would have been tanks there would have been snipers there were like tanks. they would have been prepped there were 
when, it, when it was Black Lives Matter protests. It's crazy. And, you know, I've got friends who, like, live in the D.C. area or whatever. So I'd been, like, chatting with them before this. And, like, Mayor Bowser had called in um, the National Guard already. Like, it was known in D.C. that this was not going to be, like, a good situation there was already there was a hotline set up to call for like suspicious activity so like it was known that I'd this like was to report an insurrection at the capitol yeah hey um actually a bunch of guys just stormed the capitol so like yeah. it was known that this was not gonna be a good group to have around the leader of the proud boys was arrested upon entrance into the city because they <laughs> fucking burned a black lives matter flag in front of a historically black church last time they were in the city so i mean i'm sure we'll get back to the outline mm-hmm. or whatever and we'll talk about the response but it's insane that this was even able to happen well this is the question mm-hmm. on everyone's mind today and yesterday and i still haven't seen a lot of answers, but the question on everyone's mind as they watched in horror as the Capitol succumbed to domestic terrorists is how they were allowed to breach the Capitol and why they were left to ransack it for so long. I'm sure a lot of us have seen videos that appear to show Capitol Police let protesters through the gates. And what's what's troubling about this, there's so much troubling stuff about that video to me. <laughs> it's but, like what's troubling is everything yeah, about it. Right. But <laughs> the <laughs> The gates, guys, I kind of have some concerns about the whole thing. The gates (laughs) were not that, there are gates that keep people out, not because they are effective physical barriers, but because they are there, right? They signal to people, this is where you can't go by. And then there's usually law enforcement behind them. But the gates themselves, you can pick them up. They ended up using them as ladders. It's the people protecting Mm -hmm. the gates that make the gates work. These people... I'm sure at other angles of the Capitol, they did break through the gates. These people were not necessarily pushing through and they were just let through. And I can't help but think like, what if this was a group of people where they were like, we were never going to push through. Like, I know what comes with that. I don't want to be charged with a federal crime. But then you had the Capitol. I I don't want to lessen what these people did. And I'm sure people broke through. But a lot of the reason they went through the gates were because the gate was fucking open for them. It's just, it's insane to think about when you compare it to you know, them leaving Lafayette Square and like like them them clearing out Lafayette Square with tear gas and like so that so President Trump can have a fucking photo op. Like they had the capabilities to push back this crowd earlier. Yeah, you know? I mean- They were met a, with no resistance. Again, yeah, it's like as, you know, I grew up in the DC area or whatever, done a lot of field trips to DC, <laughs> been around the district a lot. It doesn't square with the normal amount of security that you right. see in DC day to day. Like I was tweeting right. about this, but when I was in high school, there was a girl who accidentally brought a bowl that had like weed residue in it into <laughs> the Supreme Court, which like it's not good, obviously. It's not great. It's not dangerous. But she got like they fucked up her life for that. And these people were able to walk into the Capitol. And the other thing that makes no sense to me is like, number one, you would think that the Capitol would just be more secure than that on a day-to-day basis, no matter what's going on in there. But the Capitol's not more secure than that when everybody's in there voting. Oh my god, I know. All oh my god. of the senators are in there and we don't yeah. have some snipers on the fucking roof? Like, what is going on? Uh, Mike Pence was in there. Kamala Harris, I believe, was in there. Like, people, it doesn't, Nancy it Pelosi, really doesn't the, the, the line of the succession was all- line. <laughs> it's just weird because, again, like, 
as a Novik kid, I you hear stories about people running in the backwoods in Virginia and a, accidentally coming upon an FBI thing and yeah. like a person with a gun is like turn your ass around. You live you, in like, fear of that. You totally. like so it doesn't make like I just don't understand and when I was watching it yesterday the I was just look, like where is the National Guard? Where is the Secret Service? Where are all like they, they kept being like, oh, the National Guard from Virginia is coming. I'm like, well, Virginia's about 15 minutes away. So where are they? Where? It made no Hours sense. Later. Yeah, I'm not a conspiratorial person. The idea of suggesting that the Capitol Police, whose entire job it is, is to protect these members, and you would think they do it every day. I would n never think I would suggest that they were in on it or let it happen or had no, they did not seem very motivated to protect those people inside, except for the ones there plenty were, especially I saw a video of the only video I saw that impressed me. It was one lone black officer yes. pushing back an entire mob by himself. He did not have his gun drawn. He did not. He looked terrified, but he was pushing them down the stairs. He was trying as hard as he could. He wasn't even, it was, that's the only video I saw of somebody that yeah. looked actually motivated to get them the fuck out. Well, that's what's so frustrating is that, you know, they show that they do know how to use restraint, you know, I know. <laughs> on the one yeah. hand too. Like, it's like now we know like, oh, so pol these police officers do know how to like hold restraint and not shoot people. Well, yeah. they did probably shoot the single yes. person. We believe that person was yes. killed by law enforcement and she was already, I mean, but this wasn't a protester who was. Uh, maybe getting close to the fence of the White House, like we saw people get gassed and threatened with gunfire. This was a person who, it's an unbelievable tragedy, but this was a person who was already inside the Capitol, <laughs> In climbing, it. reportedly climbing up through a broken window into another room where maybe lawmakers could have been. It's, it's not acceptable. Police killings are not acceptable. But this yeah, person like, was inside the Capitol. She wasn't protesting down the street at a barbecue. That's the thing. I'm, you know, I'm against the police being able to kill people in pretty much all circumstances except the extraordinary. Someone being physically in the Capitol as lawmakers are in there and their intent is nefarious, that is an extremely mm -hmm. extraordinary situation. Yeah, it doesn't strike me as hypocritical for, because yes. it, Matt Getz last night was like, oh, now everybody loves the police. First of all, the police didn't really do that much. Of course, they should be thanked for what they did. They did put their lives in risk, at risk, the ones that, that like, rallied but i, don't I mean know. the whole situation actually laid bare the issues we've been talking about because for me it's like you know you were talking about there's you can go the conspiratorial route i have been examining that route myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but mm -hmm. at a bare minimum the capitol police did not view this legitimately angry mob as like in the same aggressive way that they viewed Black Lives Matter protesters. And we need no. to examine why that is. Why were these two groups treated so differently? And if I hear one more person on fucking TV being like, well, they were scared. They were scared to go, uh, to go hard on them because of how everyone was so mean to them about BLM. Because I've heard that a bunch but of times. But aren't you, isn't that what they say when they shoot Black people dead, that they were scared? Yes, and also- yes. 
It is a huge problem with the police if they can't recognize the difference between a peaceful protest and people who are storming into the Capitol building while legislative session is happening. Like, if y'all can't tell the difference between that and you're getting so confused, that's a huge fucking problem. Find another line of work. Exactly. If you can't tell Mm -hmm. the difference, then you don't get to be a cop, hon. Mm -hmm. darling dear. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) These, These people were talking about hanging people from the Capitol, like hanging bodies. There's audio of them talking about killing people. They left people. a noose out. And like these were, they, 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 how much more violent can you get? They're wearing riot what gear. About, There's people wearing fucking riot what gear. What about the security implications of the fact that a guy was in Nancy Pelosi's office yeah. hanging out? writing on her stationery. I imagine she has some documents in there that this random man isn't supposed to have. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do about the fact that people just ransacked the office of the Speaker of the House? Right. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Let's go through. So we're still learning more about the damage caused during the invasion, but this is another thing where this morning I was like, I hadn't even thought about this. But yes, of course there are stolen laptops. 
and documents. A memorial to John Lewis in Steny Hoyer's office was apparently stolen by Amazing. insurrectionists. Disgusting. They took podiums. They destroyed Nancy Pelosi's office, taking the nameplate from outside as a trophy. They shattered windows and glass doors, pulling the doors off of their hinges. They, as you said, ransacked the office of the Senate parliamentarian. I mean, oh my God, filing those papers back correctly it gives me anxiety. Those poor people. I mean, there are greater concerns, but <laughs> I know, but it's like, yeah, it's going to take a long time to recover from this in a lot of ways. There is either real or fake blood smeared on busts and statues throughout the building, which is quite chilling. There are groups of reporters and cameramen that were chased from their post and their equipment later destroyed. I mean, imagine being a journalist in there trying to do this and God feeling bless. that it's your duty. God bless those people who took the pictures and like documented it and bless stuff like them. that. Like that heroes, real heroes. Those pictures are so important. Those pictures tell the story of what really happened yesterday. Yeah. Oh, and if that guy who's got the face paint on and is dressed as a wolf or whatever the fuck isn't arrested tomorrow, how many pictures He's of him do trouble. we have? We is he is he in custody? Uh-huh. Can we get a fucking I think eyes he, on the guy? I think he the wolf might be. Guy? Good. I think his his life is on Good. the way to being ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we don't uh no. All of them. All of these people. People need to pour through these fucking tapes yeah. and find every one of these motherfuckers. One of the guys is right. wearing a shirt that says Camp Auschwitz. Yeah, he's in the same so. picture with Nancy. Nancy Pelosi's destroyed. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> it yeah, is not cute. even like, I, yeah, because it's a concentration camp. So it's funny to say Camp Auschwitz. As of last night, only 52 people had been arrested. By contrast, 300 people were arrested at a George Ford protest in June. And I, I mean, that's common. I'm sure all, all June, July, August, that many. I saw a former head of the U.S. Capitol Police on TV this morning, and he was like spewing some bullshit. He, he said that he thought that there was probably some reluctance about sending the National Guard or a big police presence, given that they were criticized when they did that for Black Lives Matter. Fuck. Which was not a thing. <laughs> no, but he was Fuck. on the internet saying, we're going to storm the Capitol uh, on this day at this time with Black Lives Matter. And the fact that DC is not a state appears to have made this a much more difficult situation for the officials and the lawmakers there. It made it a lot harder for Muriel Bowser to call in the National Guard. There was just a lot of limits of what resources she had immediately available. And so I know I've seen a lot of talk today that maybe that wasn't going to be a first 100 days thing for Biden, but it's a serious issue. And were DC to be a state, also we'd have probably two Democratic senators. So we're down, but that seems like you know, number one at the HR one seems like it should. Well, be there's that. a lot of after yesterday. There's a lot of stuff that's number one, true, and true, DC true. statehood is one of them, and breaking up Facebook is another one because we need to deal with the fucking issue of misinformation that's going on. That we have people now storming the Capitol because of shit that they read online. They were largely QAnon people, and that is a hundred percent. Let's talk about how social media has reacted to this. So last night, Twitter said they would ban him for 12 hours. Um, I believe they've extended that because I don't think he is currently tweeting or has access to his Twitter. Yeah, he hasn't tweeted for 22 hours and his tweets were removed. And then today, Facebook, which obviously owns Instagram, they said that they would could also ban him through the end of his term or perhaps indefinitely. Mark Zuckerberg stated that given the insurrection, he used that word, the context has changed for how they treat Trump's account. And what I have to say is, no, the fuck it has not. This has been the context. I know. Yeah. I just flipped off the camera, but I realized it I seems like it. I'm flipping you guys off, but that was to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, fuck's sake. <laughs> this is the logical conclusion of all of this shit 
that we've been telling you is happening on your fucking website and that you know is happening on your website. Facebook has internal meetings that they had years ago that showed that most radicalization that happened on their website was happening because of their own recommendation algorithms. Like you join one radical group or you join one semi-right group and then suddenly you're in QAnon. So they fucking know exactly what they've done to get us to this place as well. I mean, the woman who died yeah, was complicit. a QAnon supporter who came from San Diego, came all the way from San Diego because these people truly believed that I think there are some people there that just think it's fun and are just yeah. the scum Apples. of the earth. And they think this is a fun way to pass the time. And there are other people there that genuinely believe that this is their only recourse because Trump lost the election. And that's because of QAnon, <laughs> which is because of Facebook. I think there's a lot of displaced emotions going on there. Like when I was listening to the Daily's interview with people who were there, this whole thing, and Trump kept saying it, they were like, they keep saying this thing, they can't take it from us. And what they think they're talking about is the election, but what they really are talking about is America, and they don't want to see demographics change, and they don't want to see us bring progress to other people. And they don't want to see the world that the rest of us are out here trying to create. And when you hear them say, which they would don't, benefit them tremendously, yes, but they're but they're scared because a horrible man has like stoked up their fears as well, and so and and some of them will lose power in it, and that scares them. Um, but when you hear them say all this stuff about like they can't steal it from us, da da da, I, in my mind, I like. I always translate that to mean just like America in general. And that's what all of this is about. And they don't want to see that their ideology has been defeated in this way. And they don't want to see that their actions have been for naught. And so this is what they're, they're losers. Doing. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to yeah. see it. They've been convinced that all of their problems are because of, you know, the Democrats, the election, they, Trump was able to make it so that any issues that they've had is based off of this, you know, because he lost and they, they just pour all of their frustrations of their lives and yeah. Into this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of pathology behind it for sure. So let's look at some of our options for the next 14 days and what lawmakers have talked about. So countless members of Congress have urged Mike Pence to invoke the 25th amendment this action must be taken by Mike Pence. He has to be the one to make the call and result in him becoming president. A majority of cabinet secretaries would have to agree to this. And then Congress can have some recourse if they disagree with it. Um, but mainly the issue at hand is getting all cabinet secretaries to agree. They are apparently exploring this loosely. Mike Pence, uh, there are no reports of him seriously considering it yet, but he apparently basically all these people are not speaking to Trump because they are legitimately worried about being charged under the Sedition Act. So they are not communicating with him. So we have our entire government that is not communicating with our nation's president. This morning, Representative Adam Kinzinger, I haven't said that name out loud before. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it, but I think it's Adam Kinzinger, who's somebody said I mispronounced Tuberville. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Adam Kinzinger, a Republican from Illinois. So today he became the first Republican to call for Trump's removal via the 25th Amendment. Let's, let's listen to what he had to say. Sadly, yesterday, it became evident that not only has the president abdicated his duty to protect the American people and the people's house, he invoked and inflamed passions that only gave fuel to the insurrection that we saw here. 
When pressed to move and denounce the violence, he barely did so, while of course victimizing himself and seeming to give a wink and a nod to those doing it. All indications are that the president has become unmoored, not just from his duty, nor even his oath, but from reality itself. It is for this reason that I call for the vice president and members of the cabinet to ensure the next few weeks are safe for the American people and that we have a sane captain in the ship. I mean, yeah, like more people need to be saying it. Right, right. He was the first Republican. And yeah, I have no patience for also some Trump officials have resigned and I don't want to know their names. I don't care. I didn't even care about the Republicans making speeches last night saying this has to mm -hmm. stop, except for I thought Mitt Romney when he. I thought he made a good speech. He always does. And you can see why he ran for president so many times. Well, yeah. And also he never really fucked with any of that stuff at all. So it means a little bit more coming from him. Not the most, right. but um, it means a little bit more right. coming yeah. from him than it does from like Lindsey Graham, who's like, well, exactly. golly, how this happen? And I'm like, you fuck yeah. you, man. Apparently Mitt Romney, as they were running out, Mitt Romney turned around and just looked around for a reporter to talk to. And grabbed one and was like, this is Trump's fault. He did this. Please, please yeah. say now that this is Trump's fault. And he did this. Also, lawmakers are discussing the possibility of impeachment. A lot of them, uh, as in Nancy Pelosi is apparently making a statement this afternoon uh, to that effect. I am seeing some tweets now of people feeling strongly that that's definitely happening. It's 13 Good. days. I don't know, but it's up to the House. I mean, I don't know if they have to have these hearings. Just do it. Do something. You have to. Impeach him immediately. The hearing was when all of you guys had to be rushed into the basement. Like, right. that was yeah. the hearing. That's the thing. Democrats have this forever on their colleagues. Like, anytime Ted Cruz is like, well, is it really that big of a deal? It's like, oh, Ted, was it a big fucking deal when we were locked in our offices for three hours? I would use that every mm -hmm. day. That fucking video he released is enough for impeachment. Like, call, like saying, I love you. Like, like I we love, love you. you. Go home. Everyone's safe. This election was stolen from me. Like, that is enough. You know, there is nothing. Like, just show that fucking video. Like, and now all of these assholes, like Bill Barr and Lindsey Graham, are all being like, this is terrible. He did something terrible. It's like, you fuckers. You did this. You did this. And you knew this was going to happen. And you knew this was a possibility. It's yeah. like, we can't ever let any of these assholes ever forget it. You know, there's nothing they can do. Sorry, I got distracted because M. Rada says that Trump shouldn't have been banned from Twitter. Her first bad take. <laughs> Wait, Radikowski? <laughs> Emily Radikowski has tweeted, imagine that a group of BLM protesters managed to get into the Capitol and then a figurehead from the left social was deactivated by Zuck. Not okay. Oh, Emily. I feel oh, like Emily. that would probably Emily. be okay. Go back to the fucking drawing board, Em. <laughs> I, I just oh, screenshotted no. it <laughs> in case it disappears. I'm sure, and I'm sure it will. Baby girl, let that Baby idea girl. cook for a little bit longer before you share it. <laughs> it is funny how, like, I saw some tweets about this, how, like, um, a coup, a coup d'etat occurs and we all take to Twitter to, like, I whoa. <laughs> I immediately was just <laughs> tweeting constantly the whole time. <laughs> I became a crazy person, like with like a string of non-grammatically correct tweets. I mean, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen, and it was scary. Like, and it all happened extremely mm -hmm. fast. I feel like I've been listening to a lot of coverage of it, obviously, and this is like journalists who need to talk about, obviously, just like what happened and get that information out there. But since we're here on the stuff, I'll say I was fucking scared. That was scary. 
Like, I did not know where that was going, you know? There's no reason it couldn't. I mean, I'm not in other way because it went so badly, but the pictures you see of the people that broke through to the chamber, if the lawmakers were in there, if somebody had an AR-15 they wanted to spray bullets in there, there's there's nothing. There was not any, a goddamn thing stopping There was nothing stopping that from being way worse. And I honestly, like, the feeling that I felt when I saw that video of them smashing into the actual Capitol building, like, smashing the windows... That made me sick. And that fucking shit-eating dude who's, like, sitting in the chair where, like, the fucking Pence sits and all that stuff, and he's, like, on his phone. That stuff made me sick. And the most Mm – one of the most chilling things about it that disturbs me about it is that none of this can be undone. We can't undo a Confederate flag being walked and paraded through the Capitol. We can't undo that. And that's what makes – it just feels like a fundamental dark shift that has happened. And I'm, I'm obviously, we're glad that Republicans know the error of their ways now, but last night. So we'll end by checking in on how the night ended because we did certify the new president. I was happy to wake up mm-hmm. to that news. Yeah. Um, so after reentering the chambers at around 8 PM, Congress spent the night hours deliberating two objections to the election results. Even after a deadly insurrection that resulted directly from their false claims of election fraud, a number of Republican senators, seven, supported the objection to Arizona's results and then another objection to Pennsylvania brought by Josh Hawley, led by Josh Hawley. So let's listen to Josh Hawley. He is the Republican from Missouri whose early embrace of challenging the certification, I would say, is a big part of what made the day a big deal because had no senators, I don't know, the House was always going to do it, but when had no senators agreed to sign on to this. And he did so a week ago, just mm-hmm. giving them a week to plan. The temperature with yesterday, I believe might have been a little bit lower. Let's hear him explain why he still thinks it's important to object to the results of a democratic election when somebody just died in the halls of Congress. And in this country, in the United States of America, we cannot say emphatically enough, violence is not how you achieve change. Violence is not how you achieve something better. Our Constitution was built and put into place so that there would be, in the words of Abraham Lincoln, no appeal from ballots to bullets. And that's why I submit to my colleagues that what we're doing here tonight is actually very important. Because for those who have concerns about the integrity of our elections, those who have concerns about what happened in November, this is the appropriate means. This is the lawful place where those objections and concerns should be heard. And I hope that this body will not miss the opportunity to take affirmative action to address the concerns of so many millions of Americans, to say to millions of Americans tonight that violence is never warranted, that violence will not be tolerated, that those who engage in it will be prosecuted. He, um, he said... It's, he said he said the people responsible for the violence or, like, whatever, some summarizing, need to be you know, charged, you know, or like whatever. He's talking about himself. Yeah. He's, he, he's responsible. He, he his, home news, responsible. his home newspaper published an editorial last night saying he has blood on his hands. He did There's this. a picture of him walking into the Capitol giving like a fist up to the protesters before he walked I'm in. I'm so glad he did that and somebody got a picture. Like he's such a piece of shit. And to watch him and Ted Cruz do their disgusting dance last night where they were like, well, now we're actually only just doing it because it's important because symbolically it's important, but also it would it's we don't agree with I was just like both of you are fucking sick. Both of you are really fucking sick. 
they've made it so groups of big groups of people are going to work to 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 defeat them in every election that they ever go against. You know, I mean, I'm excited for their Senate races now because I, I want to make sure that they excited. never get reelected. Yeah, they have, I mean, they have to be removed. It's, it's literally disgusting. I even Kelly Leffler on her way out the door rescinded her plan to object to the results. Well, if you Trump have less, say, I'm glad she lost. <laughs> if you have less conscience then Kelly Leffler, the day she got <laughs> fired, examine that. Right. Also, the idea that this was not litigated anywhere and that this is their only recourse is such a lie. It is the opposite of true. I guess that's what a lie is. It has been brought, this has been brought up. That's why, that's why we're done with all this. You have had avenues and you have failed over and over again to prove why why your issue with what Pennsylvania did means that this this election result wasn't legitimate. Thank God that some aides had the presence of mind to bring the boxes with the votes on the way out because you know yes. those would have been burned and then they would have claimed that they're not legitimate and this could have gone on a lot longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think that as many Republican senators would be condemning Trump right now if the Georgia special election had not happened yet? I've been thinking about that a lot and I don't, I don't think I don't so. Know. It's hard to That's tell. actually a really good so. question, Brian, and I don't think that they would be. Because they also learned on it's this happened on the very day that they learned that this bullshit isn't even paying off for them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so it's a lot easier for Mitch McConnell to come out and give a speech and be like, this is bad when he literally just lost his fucking gavel over the over their alliance with Trump and like the experiment is over. Yeah, their Trump benefit cards are empty. They've exhausted it. It's over. So I think that's a good point that had that not had that ended in a different way or even even not. I mean, if it ended, it was over anyway. Although if it was closer, I Mm -hmm. suppose they all could have claimed that this should stretch out and that could have been a huge nightmare. I've also been trying to think if that loss animated Trump's people even more, but decided I don't even think so because they don't care about anybody but Trump. They were on their way to D.C. no matter what. They fucking were, like, disrupting a plane. They There was, like, a whole thing. There's, like, a whole thing where, like, a bunch of Trump people were on the same plane and they were acting fucking crazy on the plane and, like, screaming stuff about Trump and, like, terrorizing this plane. And now there was a group of, like, flight attendants who want... Basically, like, the flight attendants' union was, like, we don't want these people to be flying back on... We feel, like we feel like we're in danger if we're serving them because they acted crazy on the way in. They fucking ransacked the Capitol and now I'm going to serve them on a flight back? Hell no. Yeah, there are videos of them just chilling at like the Hilton last night. Also, super spreader. Oh, yeah. Also, they all have fucking COVID. Think about the COVID that was running through the Capitol building. Yeah. Jesus. There will be, yeah, something I've been thinking about a lot is that there, there was so much from this administration that we had to spend so much in the, time in the future investigating and undoing and making sure we reform things so nothing like this could ever happen again. And now we have this like insane, unprecedented historic event that is going to take up so many, so much time and resources to fully investigate and do a postmortem and figure out what, how the fuck this was allowed to happen. And I think that, I think it's great that they announced Merrick Garland the same day. And I hope his justice department is like making yes. an example out of all these people. Yes. Yeah. That's our show for today. Until 
the return of democracy today. TBD. Who fuck knows. <laughs> Until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Stay safe. Betches.